Welcome in everybody to the Bitcoin Made Simple podcast. I am doing an interview today. Most of my episodes nowadays are not interviews, but uh, I'll be doing an interview here with Pierre Corbin and Tomek. Uh, Tomek, what's your last name or do you prefer not to have your last name out there? I just easier for you, all of you to just call me Tomek or Tomek yeah. K. Um, and we uh, will be talking about the 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 big uh the bitcoin film festival but before i get into that get a bitbox o2 hardware wallet go to bitbox.swiss slash bitcoin made simple use promo code bitcoin made simple to get five percent off get your coins off the exchange people because you are crazy if you keep them on the exchange while everybody's getting liquidated and you're probably gonna lose your coins if they're still in an exchange not naming anyone in particular but i think we all in this call agree here uh if you should get your coins if you have coins you should get them off an exchange um and then uh, also Movies Plus, go to mymoviesplus.com and use promo code Corey to get one year for 24 bucks. And you'll be able to check out really cool stuff like what we have going on here. Um, so uh, Tomek and Pierre, uh, tell me about, well, we'll get into the big origins of the Bitcoin Film Festival. Um, but give me your backgrounds a little bit and like getting into film and, and all that kind of stuff like in Bitcoin, Bitcoin and film. How did you get into both? Mm, Pierre is a filmmaker. Yeah. You go. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I, um, you know, I got in, into Bitcoin in 2019. Is really when I, you know, left crypto and understand understood that Bitcoin only is is what matters. And um, I quit my job in 2021. So that was still two years two years later because I was sick of doing my corporate job, just uh, you know, building software for big corporations uh, just wasn't as exciting anymore while I was obsessing over Bitcoin. So so I quit and, you know, I just uh, wondered what can I do? I know that I want to work on Bitcoin, but what, what opportunities are out there? And uh, three months in, uh, just this uh, passion I always had for filmmaking uh, just drove me to making a Bitcoin documentary, which is The Great Reset and the Rise of Bitcoin. That is also on my movies plus so you can always check it out there it's also yep. on youtube uh, and it's one of the one of the most watched documentaries uh, in the world which is uh, which is really cool and uh, and after that i met uh, you know just went traveling around met a bunch of people and also met uh, tomek here from the warsaw bitcoin community because he kind of takes care of that and uh, yeah and we moved on to the bitcoin film fest but maybe i let tomek introduce himself before before we talk about that <laughs> And that that that's when actually my connection between Bitcoin and films happened. I always loved cinema. Uh, I'm into Bitcoin since some years. And then, like at some meetup, we met, met with Pierre, and uh, we got this idea: Hey, maybe let's let's do a film festival. And we made it uh, in March uh, this year. And apparently, it's uh, it became a larger initiative with various little projects to foster the growth and promote Bitcoin cinema industry. Uh, on our horizon is Bitcoin Film Fest 2024 in April in Warsaw. So we hope this is our flagship event, annual film festival, like in Cannes, where it's yeah. not only about showing films to the audience. Of course, it's important, but it's a where industry grows, where industry meets. This place where ideas will hopefully be taken to the big screen. Yeah, no, that's that's how it works. I mean, for those that don't know, um, I mean, my main background is distribution uh and and all that kind of stuff and i've been to film festivals all over the world and and that's how that's how business gets done in the movie industry is we all go to all these festivals it's really funny i used to joke about it but like there are people 
that I that live all over the world, but we'd all go to these same festivals. And it was like passing each other in like the hallway in high school where you'd like, you know, like you'd always like pass that same person and just give them like, hey, how you doing? You know, catch up real quick. And um, it, but this would happen like the we would be in Toronto and then the next time it was in Berlin and then the next time was in France. You know, so it was like we we're going all over the world and like we would just like catch up with the same like small group of people like hey how you doing you know and it's like it's so weird because i have like friends that live maybe 30 minute drive from my house and i don't see them nearly as much as i see these people who i happen to run into in different parts of the world so that's um, really so, cool that you're yeah, in touch with them right yeah so yeah you get, definitely but, but you know it makes me think of bitcoin conferences <laughs> no that's the <laughs> same it's the same <laughs> thing the same thing with bitcoin conferences i'm, no, I'm noticing a lot of synergies there Mm -hmm. well, I'm mm -hmm. also noticing lots of uh, people being fed up with the conference formula. Like, I don't want any more Bitcoin conference. I want I want a party. I want something else. I've heard it a few times already. Mm. And uh, probably <clears> that's, <throat> what that's uh, our answer to that is the European halving party that we are also doing in April. It's going to be like next to the Bitcoin Film Fest. So Bitcoin Film Fest will be part of the larger event called European halving party because, you know, halving is happening at the block... 840,000. It's going to be around the, around um, the date. What is the r rough estimate for the halving? Does anybody know? 420. This is my our rough, rough estimate. No, actually if you check a if you check like many sites calculators, if you count like average block time from recent uh, like two weeks, it's around mid-April. So yeah, like it, the range goes around jackpot, 17 to 23rd or so, right? Which uh, makes uh, our event right in the middle. So we're still, we're still, you know, uh, properly placed. But we'll see if we get that lucky. We also on a phone with uh, larger nation states. Like if the uh, hash rate goes too fast, and it, if it's coming too early, then we ban mining in some states so <laughs> to make them later. It's, uh, I mean, just before we get into the film festival and everything on a current Bitcoin standing, like I can't, I can't really fathom how the having is going to make the price just explode. Um, because, you know, and it might not be immediate, um, but this is my first time going having to having. So like, I've never done the full cycle, you know, it was like got in before one. Um, so this is the first time that like this will be my second ha experience of have being ex experiencing a having and um and it's crazy because i just now like i mean it's weird like before you know i was like still not even really sure what the bitcoin having was like i was like oh i'm into bitcoin and you know and then like people started talking about this having that was coming and i'm like what like what's gonna happen um and uh I thought that like it was going to like cut the price. Like my first reaction when I heard about the halving, I was like, you're going to cut the price in half. Uh -huh. And then I figured out, I was like, oh no, this is even cooler. Um, and, <laughs> it's the uh, opposite in theory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, and so then, I don't know. I just, I've been thinking about it. And then like, I I've, obviously back then, like I didn't even know what it was going into it. And now, you know, I'm like running miners and getting into mining business and, everything and you know you and i understand the structure of why the price has to go up because you know miners that 
you know, I do, I'm like looking at natural gas mining, which is like the cheapest form of mining. Um, but all the ones that are doing it on any kind of grid, even if you have a good electricity rate, the moment the price goes down, you're going to see like massive, massive losses. Like they're going to lose serious amounts of cash. Um, and there's a lot of public miners that I don't know. I don't think they're going to do too well. Like they're already basically scraping by as is and they need capital infusement uh, infusion to, to keep going. So I don't know. It's I super just... unusual industry, right? Because first of all, there is like a, it's a zero sum game. Mm-hmm. Whatever innovation you put there, how, whatever many companies will start mining, there will be always like six bitcoins every 10 minutes in rewards and then three bitcoins right Mm, so it's like you you cut the same amount of pizza so there is like very competitive uh, industry and also like i don't know if anywhere else you can say that guys this day all the income of whole industry is cut being cut in half yeah everything like it's, 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 it's like and you know when it's cut, when it's when it's happening. So you have to prepare. You know, like in advance. You know, not in a four-year advance. You even know in forty-year advance, uh, more or less, when it's gonna happen. So you need to prepare. You need to like have savings. You need to optimize how you sell it. How you also invest in machines. Super interesting. There's definitely, it has to have some price pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if it's if he's gonna like follow these models and like repeat the same patterns, but for sure like th- there is some influence and how it works. Like it's not even studied by economists yet that much, right? No, uh, there no, is not no. this model of like, this economy of Bitcoin mining. Um, super fascinating, right? So uh, Corey, uh, like uh, kudos for being there. And I don't know how you mentally prepare for halving because your your income also from from mining will be cut in half, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I've looked at the value, like the pro formas and stuff where you like, we lay out for investors, like, Hey, this is what it looks like in off of natural gas mining. You're still profitable at the having, but like there is a price shock where you're just like, mm-hmm. Whoa, like all of a sudden in April, 2024, you're telling me the profits are going to get cut in half. You're like, well, like, I don't know what to tell you. That's what the having is. And then, but it, 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 it is. It should have the positive effect um, because the, in my opinion, the public miners that will survive, um, this is my like super very high level view. I think that there will be miners that aren't going to survive. And when the halving happens, any reserves of Bitcoin they have, they're going to be selling them to try and stay afloat um until they run out and go bankrupt um and then there will be miners and you know they'll be selling to try and extend their runway in hopes that the price will take off and then they'll they won't have to sell as much bitcoin anymore um and and their current mining will be more profitable but uh but then i think what's going to happen on the ones that have prepared well for it that are on grid and everything like that they'll there'll be a shock and they'll hold and they'll stop selling Bitcoin uh, and they'll have built up reserves to, to be able to live off their cash reserves and not sell Bitcoin. And then uh, that when the price recovers after it flushes out the ones that are weak, 
so this might, in my opinion, probably take six months. Um, so probably this time next year is whenever the price is going to be like super exciting. Um, you know, but there's also so many other factors. Like it, you're looking at like the ETF, if it gets approved, what does that do? Like, I, I don't know. Um, I know we're not talking about, but we're Bitcoiners, so we're all talking about Bitcoin. Um, so it's good. We're not really on the subject at the moment, but um, I saw this theory that somebody floated out the other day and they said that and they're not saying this is what's going to happen, but they think like the biggest attack vector possible is um, an ETF to create paper Bitcoin that uh, causes the price to soar so high that it all gets captured by big banks and um, because it'll get the price will get so astronomically high that hodlers are going to be like, look, I, I can change my life by selling right now. So I'm going to do it. And it's going to all funnel into these banks and institutions and they're going to try and capture as much as they can. And, you know, in in the future, the world will be a better place because you're on a Bitcoin standard, basically. But I don't know. I just thought of the, I saw that and thought that was interesting. Of like, you know, they do this ETF move and then have most of most everyone eventually capitulate and sell, not because they're forcing you to sell because you're going to go bankrupt, but forcing you to sell because all of a sudden, you know, even if you just have a quarter of a Bitcoin that might be worth twenty five million dollars, and you're like, well you know, <laughs> I love Bitcoin and all, but I could also never have to work for the rest of my life if I sell some of this. Yeah. And the only buyer so, at that point is going to be the, the only person that's going to be have, have the capability to buy a quarter of a, or maybe you only sell half of your Bitcoin and it's for twelve and a half million dollars. The only person that could buy that on the spot is going to be a big bank. Yeah. yeah, but then it means so, it had to produce this uh, dollars, I guess. So what would be like 25 million dollars if if they had to print it probably to buy it right they also yeah. have price like the banks to buy bitcoin they also have the market price for that but for sure like any, at any point whether it's uh, pre-etf after etf or five years ago this guy's closer to the printer they have advantage on buying yeah. assets yeah, yeah and yeah. i I, th I just uh, think it's a matter of like hodling you know it doesn't we look yeah. so much through hodling from the perspective of you know when the price dips hodl hodl no matter what but it's like when the price soars we got to hodl to the point where we can then you know create this new world that we want to be in but go ahead Pierre. yeah well i think at the same time you know i do think the etfs that will come they can likely you know accelerate the increase in price in bitcoin i mean theoretically that's that's what could happen although a lot of people will won't be actually holding any Bitcoin, right? So, mm -hmm. I mean, I think there's maybe some more risk there, I feel, where like some people might be getting rid of the actual Bitcoin they own in order to actually give it to these banks. And this is how these banks might hold of all this Bitcoin, whereas others aren't holding anything. I think there's big risk there. I'm not sure the price will increase that much, uh, to be honest, because I think that's the kind of stuff we should underestimate uh, as mm -hmm. opposed to overestimate. Um, and also, you know, for Bitcoiners that have been holding for so long, uh, I think 
it's such a confirmation. Even if the price would reach 25 million in like two years, uh, it would be such a confirmation that, well, I mean, what's it going to be in, in five years, in six years? Like uh, it's going to be hundreds of millions, right? Because Yeah, like I mean, you might sell Bitcoin like a million think, dollars right? worth. If a Bitcoin's worth 25 <laughs> yeah, million, like, you might be like, oh, much, you know what? Perhaps. I'm going to sell a million dollars worth, take care of some things, set myself up and, you know, but I'm going to keep the rest and just ride this out. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I, I guess so. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm not sure if 25 million isn't too too optimistic, though. Uh, I mean, yeah, term. in the near in the short term, yeah, yeah. it's way too way. Uh, you know, I mean, I remember the last cycle. I had, um, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys know Mags, um, crypto Mags. Yeah. She's Polish, by the way. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I guess yeah. I could see that. Um, and uh, and she um. You know, this was when the price was running. We were probably in the fifties, the first time in the fifties, and um, and she was like, you know, everybody's calling three hundred k, and she's like, I'm just being, maybe, maybe we'll be at a hundred k, maybe, you know. And I remember her being like saying that and thinking, man, you are so like setting your standards low because it's obviously going to blow <laughs> past that, and then. So yeah and then i was like well never mind i was an idiot she was right um so but anyways um yeah let's talk about the uh the film festival a little bit i mean uh you know so you you had the impetus to start a film festival and it's it's only bitcoin content that's in it right well mostly bitcoin content um but we did have last year wait no last year we had only Bitcoin content that we were screening. Uh, we had uh, some trailer that was uh, just, uh, um, you know, libertarian focused, so not Bitcoin directly. And uh, and this year, actually, we even had a call just this afternoon with, with Tomic where we were discussing uh, other films that we would want to be able to introduce in the Bitcoin Film Fest that are about freedom, that are about, you know, the, the same kind of topics that... that we as Bitcoiners believe in, but that can also open people's mind to other topics that are not necessarily Bitcoin centric. And uh, yeah, and so we have people reaching out. Uh, actually, they reached out to Tomic, so maybe we can say some more. And we're really, really con considering it too, because it's. Uh, I mean, it would be an honor, you know, to be able to show such such content as well. Yeah, I mean, there is always a question: uh, What is a Bitcoin movie? Right? Is this a film about Bitcoin? Then it's quite a not not very not very wide. Uh, specter of films what is it like film finance with bitcoin distributed with bitcoin i mean bitcoin can be lens to the film industry and it doesn't have to be the main part of the plot it doesn't have to be an object that okay and we do a documentary about bitcoin and only those we have at bitcoin film fest there will be films and they are already being produced films where bitcoin is just mentioned somewhere or even if it's not it presents values that somehow align with the bitcoin ethos some people say that Matrix is a Bitcoin movie, right? Mm -hmm. mm, it's but it's it, it's produced before before Bitcoin has been made. So we constantly are being faced with this question: uh, What's happening for our initiative? Also, in the future, will be like close only for Bitcoin films. Let, let's 
like films about Bitcoin. Let's see. We are super happy to see. Uh, we already got three submissions uh, for the next film festival uh, from uh, one film about one documentary about Julian Assange, one about um, seasteading initiative, uh, one guy building uh, his country on some old ships in mm. the sea somewhere on the ocean. And the third was about 3D printed machine gun uh, or something like this. And mm, I'm not sure how much I maybe I cannot disclose that the titles yet, but it's super I'm, I'm super happy to see that these producers, they also see that, OK, this is Bitcoin Film Fest. So these guys are are what we fight for. This is like Julian Assange, Seasteading, Freedom, right? Mm. So, so we will open definitely. We'll open the festival and official selection to films which are not necessarily about Bitcoin. That's 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 a good idea. And I mean, I think it's like if you're a Bitcoiner too, you're like you start to see, like, well, every movie's kind of about Bitcoin, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you could sit there and you could look at like if you saw The Patriot with Mel Gibson, you know, yeah. fighting against you really know film, yeah. the British, and you're like, well, it's kind of about Bitcoin because you know they couldn't control the money, and you know they were getting taxed, and uh, you know, no taxation without representation. Like, there's something there, right? Um, well, you know, like we are in this group, and we are we are, when we are like we are in this Bitcoin craze, and we are discussing it and doing podcasts and doing film festivals. Everything we look at is like, oh, like this this uh, cheesecake. It's about Bitcoin, I guess, because like fiat food, like you know, you could make a case for Bitcoin everything, Bitcoin films, Bitcoin food. Yeah, I mean that's that's part of the the things that uh, everyone around you hates you while you're going down the Bitcoin rabbit hole because. You just bring everything back to Bitcoin. <laughs> Pierre, stop. <laughs> we said no Bitcoin. <laughs> I know. I, it's funny, too, because I, I actually was talking to my mom about it the other day. And I said, I was like, uh, you know, if you haven't noticed, I don't talk about Bitcoin with anybody anymore because they know they know at this point, like I've told them enough, you know, because like part of it with like family and stuff, like I want to warn everyone like, hey, be prepared, you know. And uh, then I'm like, well, you know, they don't, they don't get it. If they want to talk about it, they can come talk to me, you know? Yeah. Well, I, th- I think that most people have this kind of approach in general, right? And that's even people that, you know, are, I'd say lucky enough, but that's maybe a bit too, uh, uh, it, it's not humble enough, <laughs> but, you know, mm-hmm. they're lucky enough to have someone like you around that can actually explain things to them, right? Mm-hmm. Most people don't even have that and they dismiss the topic anyway. And so there's, they have an even smaller chance of, of understanding this, you know, soon enough, be prepared early enough. And I think that's what we have the opportunity with initiative like the Bitcoin Film Fest to change as well, right? Because it's just, it's a more casual approach, you know, is the idea that going to a, to a Bitcoin conference, even me, the first Bitcoin conference I went to, it, it's like, um, you know, it's a bit, uh, you don't really know what to expect. It's... Uh, like it's going to be professional but at the same time i wasn't there as a professional you don't know anyone it, it's a hard event to to attend unless you, you're really dedicated uh whereas going to a bitcoin film festival i mean it, it's a film festival there's different activities around it and you really can learn this at your own pace you can see a film that seems interesting to you while you're going to go there and, and try and learn it yourself which i think is uh is something that uh 
that, that can only help. And and a lot of people see that. I mean, we've joined a lot of, and we are still planning on joining a lot of Bitcoin conferences out there because they see that it's a way to to potentially attract more people and, and bring it more fun into what is very, um, you know, just standard conference kind of format. Uh, opening it up via culture is uh, just a, another attack point for education. Uh, that is pretty interesting, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and do you, have you guys, uh, can, so people can attend it, but in person, right? Um, how many, how many people were there last year? We had around uh, 120, 150 people at screenings. Uh, oh, wow. <clears throat> but next door, we also organized a weekend of capitalism libertarian conference. So it was like a double event. So it, it had more attendees. That's why also we had uh, some of them came to the film festival, but we had around 50 Bitcoiners from, from abroad, from Europe uh, came attended. Uh, we expect this year to have 500 um, attendees. And that's our benchmark. And hopefully that's going to happen because we see there is quite a nice uh, interest in it. Um, hopefully you will come as well. If you not, uh, most, we will try to partner with uh, one platform called uh, My Movies Plus. Oh, Movies right. Plus, yeah. Movies Plus. Yeah. Well, sometimes my, sometimes yours. Yeah. My movies, movies Plus that we will also provide a VOD experience uh, to those who cannot um, come to the festival. Uh, films can be watched, could be watched paying with a little amount of sats um, online. Yep, yep, that's the... Uh... That is the the plan. Um, hopefully, we can do that, and I'm sure. I mean, technical capabilities will be there to do it. So you guys keep an eye out because on Movies Plus you'll be able to watch it, uh, uh, attend the festival digitally. Um, you know, same same was like last year. I think most of the films we've screened, uh, not all of them, but most of them, they were really easy and open to be watched online. Like, mm -hmm. And many people have seen already, like Human B or uh, Le Mystery Satoshi, but they still come because they have never, they haven't seen it on a large screen. It's a totally different story, and also it's about meeting other cinephiles, other filmmakers. We are bringing also film industry, fiat film industry, to get to know uh, Bitcoin a bit more. Mm. So that's that's uh, as I mentioned at the beginning. It's not just the place to show film to the audience in a big room but it's an industry and it's more important what's happening behind the screen. So we will also put lots of attention to the films that uh, are not released yet, that are being uh, like pitched at a stage looking for investors or films that are in a process of production with the filmmakers to uh, show some photos from behind the stage, tell their uh, you know, work process. Uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's gonna be a nice uh, cinematic experience, and not only cinematic because the European halving party um, will also provide some parties, some sport mm -hmm. events, some workshops. Mm -hmm. uh, fly over, Corey. Uh, Warsaw, Poland, April twenty. That I got. I if I can do it, I will. Absolutely. I've never been to Poland, and I have a a, a slight uh, a sliver of my ancestry from Poland. Um, I'm not exactly. I have to dig through because there was migration involved a lot of it is czechoslovakian but uh you know they kind of migrated and got pushed around to different areas and um stuff like well, that. the the end the end of your last name is a bit uh, uh it sounds polish yeah oh yeah <laughs> two czech two czech slovak yeah slovak america from there america um they changed it to two sec but uh mm -hmm. but yeah like you know people 
they'll be like, oh, two check. I'm like, actually, that is originally correct. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was Americanized. Um, and, uh, but yeah, the, uh, you know, I, I think it's a great initiative and like a super fun way for people to, you know, explore Bitcoin, explore. It's just great timing also that it's going to line up with the having most likely. Um, and uh, wh- what do you guys think, like, what are the biggest challenges to running a film festival? Because it's it's quite an event. Um, so what, what did you guys find were the challenges you didn't expect? I think the first challenge that we uh, thought at the same moment that we figured, okay, maybe you should do a film festival, was like, is there enough films? Mm. And we pulled together eight films, eight movies at the last film festival. And not all of them, some of them, they they were like two or three years old. They were like a collection of like Bitcoin films that we could find that are Bitcoin enough and that their creators could come over in person, right? And then we we did this event. It was it was uh, it was fun. And then we faced another question: Okay, should we do it in a two years? Should we repeat it or next year? But if you do it next year, there will be not enough Bitcoin films, right? So can we do a film festival when there is like one or two new movies? And we, we started digging. Um, what are the who is making Bitcoin films? Uh, started researching Twitter if there is any filmmakers mentioning Bitcoin and we created a list of Bitcoin films that are released and Bitcoin films in production and apparently this list of Bitcoin films in production that are like we know that are at at some stage of like beyond the idea there is over 30 titles uh, and around 15 are expected to be released uh, by Bitcoin Film Fest 2024 so it's a Probably because of having, right? The number mm-hmm. is a bit higher than expected. But to have like more than 10 films within, within a year being released within a year, because that's the idea for a film fest to always show the new movies released in the last year, give awards for the best films like Golden Rabbits, kind of like mm-hmm. Oscars, right? Mm, or some other awards. Mm, and having the 10 movies is totally enough. And apparently, like, uh, this is not a problem anymore. Now, now we have a problem. Will we find enough? Uh, enough like room venue for them like will cinema uh, be ready to accommodate us uh, they will but then if people come will people attention be um, splitted properly like will people actually attend the film and can they stay two hours in the warm seat while behind the door there is like 10 other bitcoiners from different countries chatting and drinking coffee people when they come to the conference they are their their attention span it's not that ready to to stay like two hours for a movie, then another two hours, and then like watch five of such movies. Uh, so this is something that uh, is a, like a design problem that we are currently facing while programming the event. How to make the event attractive enough while still having the well the vibe and properties of a proper film festival. Mm-hmm. Pierre, what was yeah, that? And I think uh, that's that that's also why. Um, um, at least myself, but I know in the team in general, we're excited about the idea of the European having party as well, because it can help to solve this problem, because it can allow us to do more than just screening films for people that might not want to watch a film at that moment. They will have other activities around, uh, which, uh, you know, just can, because there will always be just ongoing games, ongoing, you know, contests, things like that, panels, et cetera, that people can attend to at the same time. 
just to try and, and mix it up and, and have a schedule of films that, you know, you, if uh, what the film you're expecting to watch is Dirty Coin because it's the most hyped Bitcoin film currently, well, then you know that it's going to be playing at that time. This is when, like, uh, you you can go and watch that. And I think, um, you know, th this way we, we can give good balance uh, in the whole programming to be able to be a bit of a hybrid uh, between just the uh, film festival, uh, a conference and just the party itself, right? So to be able to engage people, you know, making this party event, not just a one night where everyone gets drunk, but an experience throughout the whole weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And there also also comes whole palette of challenges and problems that are uh, probably every conference or event organizer faces, like fundraising, like venue, uh, proper programming and uh, volunteers or people who could help you uh, with the lots of operations that it involves. But we are not unique in this. Uh, every conference or event organizer faces it. Uh, but we hope that we can address with this event, we can address those people that sometimes tell us, as I said, that they're fed up with regular conferences. So it's not going to be a regular conference. It's going to be it's a half conference, half party, and half film festival. Yeah, <clears throat> a little bit of each, right? A little bit and of it's each. It's going to be halving, right? So lots of halves. The, in, so I, I think um, I have to talk to. This is a good time to drop the Bitbox O2 hardware wallet mid mid podcast read uh, or mention, but um, I'll talk to Bitbox because that would be pretty cool. I think there'd be a crossover there. I think we can figure something out. Um, ah, the Bitbox—they're uh, our friends. They—they've been—they—they they were partner of our conference. They also uh, helped us out with uh, our visit at Lugano Plan B. Uh, we are also often uh, giving away Bitboxes at our. At Twitter oh. or events. So, uh, cheers to cheers to Beatbox team and guys. If you whoever is listening to this podcast, get your Beatbox CO2 at your yeah. website and Corey to check what yeah. is the what Bitcoin Bitbox.swiss/slash Bitcoin made simple. Um, Bitcoin made simple, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, should, no, they're they're great. Now with this cross, now with this crossover, we should ask them for a higher discount. I guess. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm trying to think too of like a way that we can. Um, if we can get them, like uh, one, this is a super secret info, um, but uh, we're we've been talking about for a while trying to do a a Bitcoin meetup tour for the podcast, oh. and I'm gonna go around like to different meetups in in the United States um, and do like a live recording at the meetup and stuff. So maybe we could get the film festival to be part of it. Um, but yeah, well, that's neither here nor yeah. there. We'll get that. We'll get that figured out. See if uh, yeah. I'm talking to them right after at the beginning of the new year. Or so, because um, they're they were they'll be they'll as of now the sponsor through the next another six months at least. Um, you know, and you guys, everybody who's listening must be buying a bunch of bit boxes um, with promo code Bitcoin Made Simple because because uh, they they keep coming back. So um, nice, good job. Uh, but yeah, the, um, well, I guess, uh, before we finish up, I want to ask you guys, cause we all know the matrix, you know, we talked about it a little bit, but outside of the matrix, what movie to you is the most Bitcoin movie that isn't actually about Bitcoin? I'll start with you, Pierre. <laughs> uh, 
I'm not sure. Because, uh, yeah, my first answer is the Matrix, obviously, but uh, um, I don't know, Tomek, do you have any idea? Damn. No, not, not, not really. Dallas Buyers Club uh, with Matthew McConaughey, I think kind of uh, resembles Bitcoin resilience and uh, not listening to authority, but finding your own truth. You remember? That's a, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a good film. Yeah. Wonder if is there another Matthew McConaughey like crossover with uh, Interstellar? How could that be Bitcoin related? Because you could send your <laughs> you could send your wealth through the wormhole. Or maybe after all, uh, it will be revealed that Satoshi Nakamoto was actually. Corey from the future, who is uh, sending uh, us uh, his Genesis block from his wardrobe, you know. That's my yeah, so, so, that's so my that, big theory. For, for for Interstellar, then you know, at the end when he's in like these different, like he sees because uh, he's like uh, in this space time vortex, and he sees all of these different rooms. Well, maybe each room is the representation of that room during one block time. <laughs> So it's a space where around 10 minutes and he goes, you know, through the time chain um, to, you know, get back to all of these moments and uh, communicate with his daughter there. That That is, that's like my biggest theory. I think it's more plausible. I think it's more likely that he's from the future than we'll ever find out who he was. Um, if, if we are next to the Christopher Nolan movies, maybe... Memento is like the guy who has only memory of the last block and he tries to dehash the previous block <laughs> and dehash the previous block to find find what, what was in the past. <laughs> and he's got tattoos with his private keys. <laughs> <laughs> I remember making a joke with Guy Swan early on in my podcasting journey. I was like, so you don't think getting a tattoo of your private keys is a good idea? And he said, no, nah, probably not. <laughs> The, the tattoo artist would be sitting there just writing it down like okay well, maybe not a private key directly but somehow recording your mnemonic that only you could like make a cipher make for you, a you key. Yeah. it'd be interesting leave a cipher for like you know that way it's like a, a break class break glass if if in, in emergency type thing where you have a cipher you have some kind of thing on your back and with a cipher you know, it's like you die or something and your family's you sitting there with a cipher looking at your back and trying to <laughs> figure out, cipher your, uh, your, your coins. Um, yeah. Well, th there's this uh, cryptographic thing that uh, even ChatGPT can do it for you. Although I don't recommend putting your private key in ChatGPT, no. but, <laughs> uh, but uh, that uh, allows to um, basically it can create art um based on these words and you can then scan it just like you can scan a qr code and it will give you back these words i forgot what it's called in this art it's like it's shapes kind of kind of thing it's like different boxes like very just geometrical boxes that have you know certain positioning certain colors and uh within this image encoded is whatever message you want you want to leave in it mm. um and i think uh that's, that's maybe something cool. elegant for like yeah you know, someone that has an art collection where you just put a couple of things there in the middle <laughs> and you always have your private keys available for whoever. Wow, that's uh, awesome. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, 
Oh, Memento. I mean, Christopher Nolan, you could probably make every Christopher Nolan movie of, about Bitcoin. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, there's always something about time and Bitcoin is like this concept of time chain. So now I think we really, need to, we really need to work on a better definition on, of Bitcoin movie. Because yeah. we tried at the beginning of this podcast, it wasn't that clear, and now we are facing this problem. Okay, which movies to classify there? I think we should we should work on this, Pierre. The, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, my I mean, my the listeners, if you're a regular listener, then you know. But my that's honestly from the future. I'm like the, what if the their time travel isn't physically possible, but you can communicate digitally through um time and space and that's how so satoshi was someone in the future that that's how cory tuchek when he was old he invented bitcoin and said exactly it to the past. yeah you could basically like on a computer you know with running some program send messages to any point in history and they pinpointed that october 31st 2008 was the best possible time to drop it because it would prevent World War Three, and you know, like it would get have enough adoption time. You know, all, all these different things. I mean, it's in no way do I think it's real, but I think it's really fun to to pull on that thread. And you know, I'm a filmmaker, That's, so like I'm constantly imagining. Yeah. So I made, and we even uh, reshared it this this week from our Bitcoin Film Fest profile. I made a, a short animated, like it's trailer format narrated by Daniel Prince um, of uh, of this this guy that is that is working on, on you know uh, something on his computer and there's just this narration uh, where he says that he was sent back to the future uh, from, from the future uh, to fix what went wrong and I even have a like longer scenario idea for that where it would be you know from a uh, dystopian future where CBDCs have CBDCs have taken over. There's a group of rebel people that you know have come up with Bitcoin, and they also come up with a solution to, you know, take you back in uh, in time. And uh, there's you know there, of course, everything has to be dramatic, uh, uh, last minute kind of situation where they're about to get caught, and this is when they manage to actually send just the one person back. Into time, back in in the past, so it's one individual that created, that released Bitcoin to the world, but it's the whole rebel organization that actually created Bitcoin. And I mean, I don't know. It's just the kind of fun ideas that you can come up with, and hopefully make make a film like that. Uh, that's in, in the future. That's my goal. I have a lot of the ideas you're pulling down. I feel like would fit into the framework of this story that I have cooking for whenever I can just afford to to drop like 50 million dollars on a huge sci-fi space adventure movie um basically how, how advanced is your story million. how advanced do you have like is a, it? yeah do you have like a screenplay or like a something written um no i just have the framework um and uh it involves it's basically like star wars but on like earth um and uh with all the aliens all the not Chewbacca's aliens but Jabba's. um but it is like a future world that's very dystopian and um and there's the rising up of a new world order uh which would basically be the empire um uh there's a a death star element with a um like a space station level like 
international space station level um like ship that uh that extends then will extend around the world and um be there to protect everyone uh and and uh and there's elements of but it's cool because it pulls in uh like futuristic technology but ties it in with ancient technology um because there is a lot that we don't understand where we come from as humans um for example the pyramids yeah i, yeah, I also to say pyramids, guarantee yes. you were not built the way that they tell us they were built because uh we can't do it now um and maybe they should take a look on these hieroglyphs and like think about bitcoin maybe there is something <laughs> imagine like going into i read like last month they like discovered another chamber in Kiops. there's what yeah. there is they, they discovered like another chamber or something uh -huh. like a month ago imagine like they go inside and they figure like there is white paper written in the in like these little pictures it's it, i mean it it's funny because it that's where like the idea come like came from where i'm like oh you know there's there could be a crossover and there could be a way of like the past and the future trying to communicate to us through Bitcoin. And you'd have to think like, so if let's say for example, technology, this is all for fun, but let's just say somebody develops a technology to be able to communicate and manipulate the past digitally. Um, and that would really be an evil thing that somebody could use to control the world. What if Satoshi, in the, this is in a movie scenario, they see this technology about to be deployed and they know it's going to destroy the world. So to save it, they create Bitcoin, not necessarily for the monetary system, but if they created a monetary system that would then in the future, the entire world would be operating on, and it was with the time chain, with the blocks, so that if you went and tried to rewrite history and change it, communicate to the past, you would mess up and blow up the current financial system because it would mess up the time chain. So it like it's almost like once Bitcoin becoming the world reserve currency would prevent anyone at any time in the future from going uh, creating uh, time travel. Because if you yeah, get went that. back and changed anything, it would completely disrupt the entire blockchain and destroy your current system that you live in financially. Yeah, okay, that's that's cool. I like the thought. I had never thought about it. But yeah, yeah, it could. Like it's okay. almost like time, time travel prevention. Yeah, 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 100%. Like it's of course, it, because then you would impact your future you based on just your transactions that will forever be recorded. Yeah. Unlike cash that wouldn't ever be recorded. It would, so, it would no, ruin well, everything. I mean, so if you were to time travel, you can only time travel to before the creation of Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then there's there comes this existential battle, even in that scenario, where you're like, you're basically trying to prevent Satoshi from creating it. Um, but even then, if, if the, if you're in a world in the future where the whole entire world operates on Bitcoin, then you don't even want to, you, you wouldn't want to prevent 
it. You, you can't because mm-hmm. it would that even preventing it. So it's like the moment Bitcoin got planted from if you're if this scenario in this scenario, the moment Bitcoin got planted from the future, it was an irreversible situation. Nobody from the future would go back pre October 31st, 2008 and stop Bitcoin because it doing that would wreck your financial system in the mm-hmm. in present day. Mm-hmm. So it's once that time change, because it's the only thing because time is, you know, time is a human construct. And this is the it's the first thing that actually documents our time mm-hmm. like consistently, you know, because people have clocks and everything, but clocks stop working. You know, there's an international clock and, you know, it's controlled by a few people. But this is a clock that is controlled by anonymous people around the world well and and the clock doesn't record the time it just gives you the time Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, this is recording it storing it for later you can't you know it's 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 such a fascinating concept that's i i I don't know i think the three of us we have something here for the future we just got to get we just got to get millions of dollars to to produce this movie Uh-huh. But it's super good that you are working on it, and I can see there is more. I I hear more from people like you that are written writing some stories to their drawers, and you know that's 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 how movies happen. You yep. first need the written story, and uh, so far yes, in Bitcoin we mostly had the Bitcoin documentaries, but this industry is also maturing. So such stories like yours, there will be more of them and they'll be better. And some of the some of the investors, some studio, somebody with connections will pick it up and or you will have enough, you know, willpower and ambition to bring it to some studio or do a film yourself. Uh, I'm excited to see that. Come to Warsaw, Corey, again yeah. uh, in April, because we will most probably do a pitch competition for stories and scenarios, screenplays, ideas for films. This is a necessary point of any film festival, yeah. at least we think so, and we'll implement it. We already have a few ideas uh, from the people who have some fictional stories, and uh, also can't wait to see, see yours uh, when you have it uh, done. It would be I would be happy to read it. Yeah, and um, and what, what kind of what's the award given out? You know, you have the 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 golden bear, and you have all the different uh, things so, given out. It's, it's a, a rabbit, rabbit because of yes, rabbit uh, hole. Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> because ra- also White Rabbit is our <clears throat> brand persona for the film fest. So if yeah. you see our material somewhere website, there is often like this White Rabbit pops out and uh, Golden Rabbits uh, is the new Golden Bears, new Golden Palms, new Oscars. And where can people follow the film festival, get information on it and, and uh, hopefully attend it? Well, the best would be on self-hosted bitcoinfilmfest.com and then you can find all links to our Twitter, Nostra and YouTube channels, etc. Bitcoinfilmfest.com Or or also europeanhavingparty.com also redirects to all of these things because of course it's a a sister event. Yeah. And um, Tomek, do you have a Twitter account? Oh yeah, guys, uh, I need followers. Uh, It's Tomek K. uh, I-T-S-T-O-M-E-K double k kk okay i'll put that in the description if you can text it to me or i'll, I'll find uh, you i will text you also my nostr and pub yeah in case we have some nostriches listening and uh and pierre go ahead give them your your yeah, twitter so, handle. yeah my twitter is 
Pierre Corbin, so C-I-E-R-R-E-P-O-R-B-I-N. It's Pierre Corbin, but you inverse the first two letters. Nice. Well, excellent, guys. Thank you so much uh, for coming on. Thank you, Corin. And and everybody, make sure you get a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet also. Yeah, but, and uh, thank you to all of your listeners. They are uh, my buddies because I am a listener myself. Yes, yes. So Pierre, thank you for coming on as well. And and I look forward to seeing everybody at the festival. So let's all get there together. We'll have a big Take clean simple meetup. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thanks a lot, Corey. All right. Thanks, guys. See you. Thanks.